And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, and today we will be with a good friend of mine, David Namo. He is the executive director of Christian Legal Society. And today we'll be talking about how God uses lawyers to promote his kingdom. Yes, you're right. You heard it on this radio station, how lawyers can promote uh, the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Uh, David, I see you've been the executive director since 2012, and I've sat on a board and served with you uh, with the Christian Legal Society for some time now, and I keep learning things about you. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of laying a foundation here as to who you are and and, uh, let our listeners know a little bit about you. I understand your heritage is Chaldean. Yeah, well, Chaldean is how we pronounce it. I'm sorry about that. I also call it... The Celts, the Celts, I get it, everything mixed up. And, and you, uh, you also write an, an occasional blog called The Babylonian Thoughts. So are you yeah. telling me uh, Chaldean is Persian? Is that its origin? No. Chaldean is, Babylon is not Persia, if oh. you remember. Persia really is modern-day Iran. Right. And Babylon is modern-day Iraq. All right. And so the Chaldeans... Um, which are the Babylonians, as they were called in the Old Testament, um, they were they were often the nation that God used to correct the nation of Israel. Um, <laughs> they did not have a very happy or hopeful role uh, in the history of the world, uh, certain, certainly not biblically, but that is my father's heritage. He was born and raised a Chaldean in northern Iraq. Uh, it's a Christian community. It's a Roman Catholic community, and... Um, it is surrounded by, you know, it's in a Muslim country, uh, surrounded by Muslim countries. Uh, and up until recently, until the rise of ISIS, it was a strong, faithful community, and it has been decimated. But yeah, that is my father's heritage and my heritage. I know your heart is broken over all those uh, tragedies that are taking place there right now. It's it's unimaginable. Um, you know, we we talk about persecution in this country, and we talk about the persecuted church, uh, and no matter what uh, people have been saying, the fact that they have now called what's happened to Christians um, in that area of the world as genocide is just um, reflective of how bad it is yeah. and how how sad and frightening um, it has been going on. I also see that you're actually a homegrown Chicago boy, and you're a graduate of Chicago Kent Law School. I am not. I, I am not homegrown. I'm homegrown out of Michigan. My parents, my mother's Lebanese, my father's Chaldean, and those are the two big uh, Middle Eastern communities outside of Detroit. Hmm. But my heart is Chicago. I, Chicago is my favorite town in the world. Uh, I've lived in Rogers Park. I've lived in Wilmette. I owned a home and built one in Naperville. Uh, my wife's first job out of law school was in downtown Chicago. I went to law school there, uh, and I am a diehard Cubs fan. So, <laughs> You I'm may be in luck this year. Who knows? <laughs> um, 
I'm also looking at this, and you work for Fox News as a journalist. Tell me yeah. a little bit about that. I I didn't know that up until now. Well, back before Fox News was political as it is now, uh, I worked for what was called the Fox News Service, which was the predecessor to the Fox News Channel that everybody knows now. And it was the place where we would gather all the news from around the country and put together stories and network all the Fox channels. Because at that point, back in the 90s, they were very independent. And they they were paying CNN a million dollars a year to get their videos and their stories. And so we were created to precede the Fox News channel. So all these small, and they were small, Fox stations around the country could get national news and could do live feeds and do all that stuff. So... Um, that's what I did. I wrote and produced and edited for them. And then I worked for the local Fox station here in Washington, D.C. as a writer for a handful of years. I for, see. For also, you were a solo attorney doing trademark and business contract law. Yeah, I think once you get the law degree, you're always a solo attorney at some point in your, if not continuously, for those that you take care of. Uh, so friends and family. And so... Uh, I graduated from law school in Chicago, Kent, took the bar exam, uh, got sworn in in DuPage County, and then promptly moved to North Carolina, where I was absolutely not barred to do anything. And uh, so I put out a shingle and could only do, you know, kind of national work. And so I helped some friends that own businesses do, you know, contracts, and I did trademark work, which is still one of my favorite practices. And and uh, my wife's a patent attorney, so I, I, I see that your husband, Delora, a patent attorney, and the father of six kids. Yeah, we have a Saint Bernard and a cat. I was so. going to mention that for for my listeners. If you knew David, you'd understand why he has a Saint Bernard. The guy is big, and so is his <laughs> dog. I noticed that you're homeschooling these six kids. No, no, no I don't know. Yeah, no, not at all. They. The oldest goes, my oldest daughter, who's about to graduate from high school, which just shocks me every single day. She's wonderful. She's going off to college. She goes to a private uh, all-girls school up in Maryland. And my son goes to the local public high school. And then three others go to a private Christian school. They have all gone through private Christian school. And um, except my youngest son went for a year but he needs the services that the county provides here, so he goes to uh, the private or the public um, elementary school. And David, then I want to draw you into you're actually uh, the executive director for Christian Legal Society. Uh, this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker from the law firm of Malk and Baker. We're speaking with David Namo, executive director for the Christian Law Society. David, many people uh, are shocked when they hear about the idea of a Christian law society. Can a Christian even be? A lawyer, some people have asked. And, you know, there's also this impression that lawyers kind of sit around and, and a law society would be one where you uh, go to the club, smoke cigars and leather chairs and, and talk about the law. What is Christian Legal Society really like? I have yet to see a Christian Legal Society meeting at the country club, at any country club with cigars. So um, if you're having that, let me know. Um <laughs> I'll invite you if we do. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Uh, it's funny, Rich. The name of our magazine that we put out twice a year is called The Christian Lawyer. And every time I hand that out, outside of Christian legal circles, outside of CLS circles, somebody without fail always says, Christian Lawyer 
Isn't that an oxymoron? And I always look at them, and a lot of times it's a pastor, because it's usually in those kind of places that I'm running into pastors, and I say, Don't, doesn't the world need more Christian lawyers? Doesn't the world need somebody that advocates for us, that are, you know, or advocates for the guilty, or advocates for the innocent, or advocates for anybody, and stands in the place of Christ on this earth? And they always go, yeah, you're right. And we always bemoan the terrible decisions coming out of judges, and the terrible, you know... The, uh, the this law and that law and this decision, that decision. And I go, well, you know, when we started to think that Christians couldn't be lawyers, we abandoned this whole profession uh, for the name of Christ. And Christian Legal Society has never done that. It's been around for 55 years now. This year, we've been around for 55 years. We were started in Chicago. We were built on the shoulders of some of the most incredible men and women uh, out of Chicago that loved and wanted to serve Jesus in their practice and wanted to be that salt light in the in the law firms and in the practice of law and in the law schools as well. And so that's what we've been doing for 55 years. And there is no cigar smoking. There is a, a passion to represent Christ. There's a passion to love the poor and the needy, only lawyers can defend the poor and the needy and and defend the widow and the orphan, right? We can all love them and care for them, but only we can stand in the halls of justice for them. And only lawyers can fight for religious liberty, right? Um, everybody else can talk about it, but only lawyers can get in those courtrooms and fight for religious liberty and for the sanctity of human life. David, we're going to want to go into the specific branches of that. Let's start with the uh, discipling of, of lawyers and, and law students. So what is Christian Legal Society doing in that area? This is the foundation of what CLS is. CLS was founded by a group of uh, men and women that wanted to have that fellowship, that wanted the resources, that wanted to provide community. Because even though I make fun of the pastors and everybody else for saying, wow, Christian lawyers, do they exist? A lot of Christians are sitting in law firms or practicing law. And back in the 50s, right, and the 60s, there wasn't an Internet. You couldn't... Google search Christian lawyer. So they were sitting in these firms thinking, I'm the only Christian that I know practicing law. And they felt alone, and they felt unconnected. And so CLS was founded on the premise of, you know what, it's good for Christians in the law to lock arms, to pray for each other, to pray with each other. We stand in the halls of power in this country. Lawyers stand in the halls of government and in the courts. And we protect, and we defend, and we prosecute, and we 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 take care of people at their most vulnerable places. And if we're not praying and we're not representing Christ in that at that time, then we're missing out. And we know that. And so that's what we do. We've got CLS chapters all across the country. Uh, one of our best chapters is in Chicago. It's been called the Loop Group. Um, it, it meets regularly. I've spoken to the to the to the chapter meetings there. And so that's what we do for fellowship. And then Immediately, almost right after our founding, CLS started groups in law schools for the sole purpose of providing community and providing network and providing prayer and providing just care for both Christian law students and those that weren't. And uh, over and over for years, because I've been CEO for for you know coming up on four years, uh, but I used to run attorney law student ministries here. I David, I'm going to have to cut you off for a moment. Oh. Um, coming up, we'll be talking about how God is using Christian Legal Society to affect our culture and how you can be involved. Stay tuned. I'm Rich Baker from, with Malcolm Baker, and we're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. 
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, partner with the law firm of Malk and Baker, and we're talking with David Namo, Executive Director of the Christian Legal Society, and we're discussing the work of the Christian Legal Society, which is not an oxymoron, as David has told us. David, when we left, you were talking a little bit about your student ministries, to students in law schools. Tell us a little bit more about those. Well, I was saying that there are Christian groups. You know, the, there are a ton of campus ministries out there. We all, most of us went to college, and we remember the plethora of Christian and and environmental and green and you name it. If there's a if there's a title, there's a group. Well, in law school, CLS has been dedicated to, to having a Christian group on law school campuses. And I was saying when uh, when we went to break that uh, I hear stories from lawyers for years, young, old middle-aged that say, you know, I would have never made it through law school if it hadn't been for my CLS group. You know, that makes me ask the question, what's it like for students in law schools right now? Well, who are Christians? Even even before the culture, I used to call law school boot camp for Satan because, um, and, and, and people laugh, even people that weren't Christians used to laugh when I call it that. Uh, Law school is a time when they try to squeeze any kind of moral or, you know, thoughts of morality out of you, and they they preach that law is the highest order, right? And that laws of man are the most important thing, and and the law does need to be neutral, and the law does need to, you know, not pick one morality over the other to be fair. Um, but law without morality tends to disintegrate, and we're seeing that in this country. We've seen that in other countries. So on law school campus, it's hard. So I've had law students say, look, I figured I would just have to put my faith on a shelf for three years and push through law school because the time commitment and the stress and the, and just the workload, it, you know, when I tell people, look, it's going to be harder than you can imagine. And they always laugh at me, and then I, I always catch back up with them, and they go, I had no idea. I said, yeah, it's, you know, it takes over your entire life. You stop talking to people, you become panicked and fear, you know, fear fills you. You know, every time, ta- you, you take it, you know this, Rich, you're, you're a hot child. I lawyer. do, and, and Christian you, Legal Society was an incredible aid to me when I was in law school. I'm still meeting with people I met that when I was an L1 at the first retreat. So what do you do for students? Well, we... um. We do as much as we can. Like any student ministry, it's volunteer-driven. So we pray, and I think praying for students is probably the best thing we can do. And God brings us incredible leaders in each school, right? And so over time, if we have a good leader, and I would say NYU is a great example of that. NYU, everybody, you know, there was three or four people there. And then God called out this young man to lead this chapter. And now when I go to NYU chapter meetings, there's... 30 to 50 kids there. That's incredible at NYU. Um, and, and it's not just that they're sitting there and doing a Bible study. They sit there and talk, and they love each other, and they pray for each other, and they open the Word of God, and they feed each other. And that was the, it's, it creates this community. And then when other people see that community, it's almost like the first century church. They see that there's something there that there isn't anywhere else. And they desire that. And that's what Christians should be. They should be that, that salt and light, that, that community of love that others are attracted to. Um, now, in our, in our area, in, in the Chicago area, we've started to do retreats. Um, are you also doing retreats in other places for students? We do, we do retreats for lawyers and law students. So that is one of the other things. We do a national conference. 
So I invite all of our listeners, if you're listening, the 2016 CLS National Conference is going to be in Washington, D.C. this year from October 20th to 23rd. We've got great speakers, a friend of yours. Yes, Peter Greer. Peter Greer from Hope International. Um, We've got Justice Janice Rogers-Brown. We've got Al Mohler that's going to speak and Ephraim Smith from World Impact. It's going to be a great time of just fellowship and learning and, and fun. It's, it's going to be a wonderful time. But we do regional conferences, too. So for the first time, thanks to the CLS chapter in Chicago, we did a Midwest regional retreat, and students came up from the law schools, or I think six law schools in Chicago. And it was the first time. The next year, I bet you you're going to be double or triple your numbers. We well, let me, let me ask you this, David. If, well, let me tell you. Okay. We do one in the Northeast and the Northwest. Those are the other two places. We would love to do one in Texas. We'd love to do one in California. And for us, it's about resources and time and volunteers. I, just, I'm jealous for my regional area. If somebody wanted to uh, was hearing this and wanted to get uh, involved in the CLS uh, student ministry or other ministry uh, that's CLS here, the Loop Group or the Wheaton Group, how would they do it? They would go to the website, christianlawyer.org. And, you know, it's going to take a link or two, but find the chapter. And the chapter contact is on our website for Chicago. And just email the chapter leader, and she'll get right back to you. Or he will get right back to you. Steve will get right back to you and add you to the list, and then you'll have notice of all the meetings and all the retreats and all the Bible studies. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Malkin did Baker your law firm hosts a Bible study every week. Uh, that's correct. And and anybody who is interested in uh, CLS, either in the Wheaton area or the uh, Chicago Loop Group, could contact us at M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R dot com uh, or our number, which is 312-726-1243, and ask about CLS, and we'd be happy to, to uh, route you for that. Um, I want to move you on because CLS does a lot more. Tell me a little bit about your legal aid. Legal aid is the result of lawyers reading the Bible, right? So you got all these lawyers getting together, they're praying, they're reading the Bible, and there's all these verses in there about bringing justice to the poor and needy and defending the widow and the orphan and do justice and seek justice, right? And God cares about the poor. He has a heart for the poor. And nobody else can stand and defend or represent the poor and the needy uh, except lawyers. David, let me break lawyers. in there. You're listening to yeah. Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker from the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're speaking with David Namo of the Christian Legal Society. All right, David, you said nobody can defend the poor but the lawyers. Tell us more. Well, we set up a system, our legal system, where um, it is, you can't represent somebody. You can represent yourself unless you have a law degree and you're licensed to practice. You can't represent people. So lawyers are the only ones that can defend you or represent you in a court. So Christian lawyers, long ago, it's been 40, 45 years ago, we changed our bylaws to include assistance to the poor and the needy. Well, since that time, our one of the four ministries we do, we do attorney ministries, lawsuit ministries, Christian legal aid, and then we'll get to the Center for Law and Religious Freedom, but Christian legal aid is CLS networking and resourcing and working with and, and um, providing as much as they can to Christian legal aid clinics all across this country. So we've got between 50 and 60 Christian legal aid clinics that we've helped set up, that we continue to resource, and that we network. Um, CLS doesn't have a desire to control them from Washington, D.C. So every legal aid clinic, we want it to be a 
representative of its neighborhood and its community. So we help them get up and running. We'll help them with a 501c3. And, you know, through the CLS network, we can, you know, hopefully provide volunteers that are going to man the man the, the booths at these legal aid clinics and uh, get them up and running. So we've got clinics in Los Angeles and Washington, D.C. and Northern Virginia, Maryland and Florida and New York, open hands in New York and uh, in Chicago. There's a, a couple in Chicago and, you know, the all over the country. And the, the need out there is so great. Um, but let me add one thing, Rich. Yeah. We are privately... We are privately funded. Christian Legal Society does not take one penny of federal or state money. So there's a group out there called the Legal Services Corporation, and they do great work, and they do legal aid work. And they get hundreds of millions of dollars from the federal government. We don't do that because there's a faith component when it comes to Christian legal aid. We partner with gospel rescue missions. We partner with churches in not just helping the needs of the poor and the needy in their communities and their churches, but also being a part of the message of Jesus Christ to them. So we'll help anybody that comes to the door, but we're going to offer to pray for them. We're going to tell them why it's called. And we may, in some cases, share Christ with them. People, we've had clients come to Jesus, uh, come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because they came to a Christian legal aid clinic. Uh, and so we don't always get to that point, um, but we want people to know that Christ has called us to this place, and that's why we're there helping them. David, I am running out of time. We have not even touched the surface on the Center for Law and Religious Freedom, which is another major part of uh, CLS's ministry. Um, and actually, I'm going to ask you to come back on my show another time, and maybe we'll just highlight that. Um, for those lawyers out there who are Christians and looking for fellowship, looking for encouragement or discipleship, uh, Christian Legal Society is a very, very important um, group that helps disciple lawyers. Um, David, we really appreciate you having come on this show. I have not even scratched the surface as to all the things that are going on. We do hope that you'll come back and be with us, and uh, we hope you'll keep up what you're doing. Can you give us at one more time how people can get in touch with you? Thank you, Rich. This has been wonderful being on your show. If you want to get in touch with the Christian Legal Society, it's easy enough. Go to christianlawyer.org. That's christianlawyer.org. And uh, please come see what we're doing. Please support the work that we do. I think it's just valuable, both the legal aid and the religious liberty work that we do. And pray for us, please. Um, and if you're a Christian lawyer or a Christian law student, please get in touch with us. We will get right back to you. And you can email us at, at cleshq at clsnet.org. That's cleshq at clsnet.org. And again, the website is christianlawyer.org. I'm Rich Baker. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. If you have a legal question or need a perspective on for, with it, a Christian attorney, please contact us at Malkin Baker. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R dot com. Or you can contact us at 312-726-1243. Thank you.